It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. You're very welcome to Friday's late lunch, final late lunch of the month of July and of the week. Well, there's just over 50 hours at this stage to go until the ball is thrown in at Croke Park with Mead taking on Kerry in this year's Ladies All-Ireland Senior Football Final. And the excitement is just red hot in the Royal County and beyond at the moment. And we're going to have a chat today with mammies and daddies. Yes, joining me on late lunch today first is Claire Lynch, who's mum to Mary Kate from Summerhill. She plays her football there. And Mary O'Shaughnessy is Myra's mother. And of course, Myra is with the Dunamore Ashburn Club. Ladies, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi. 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 It's great to have you with us this afternoon. Mary O'Shaughnessy, I'll start with yourself. Well, look, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping first. Mary, does she still live at home with G? She does, yes, she does. Okay, so the mammy and daddy are there to look after and, and, and look after all our needs as well. Tell us a bit about her. We know her prowess on the football field. What's she like, really? Uh, what's she like? Uh, she, she's, she's a great kid and we love having her company um, here at home with us. Um, she has just moved back. She, she um, had been living out because she had been working, but um, she worked with the Simon community. Mm. But um, she um, changed courses and she um, went back to train as a trainee teacher. So at that point, then she came back home to, and during COVID as well, um, they all co- coincided. So she came home to live at that stage. So we were delighted to have her back. Um, she's generally a very calm, good-humoured girl, very um, intuitive and very good with people. Mm, she is. I love Red. Anytime I've spoken to her on the show here, she is so warm. But hey, Mary, I don't have to remind you, I know it myself. They're like boomerangs. They go away but come back, don't they? Yes, yes, yes. She has. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true and you love to have her I know and, and, and it's great to have her uh, with you at, at home and I'll tell you what Brilliant. It's, it's, it's increased the, um, the laundry quite a bit but um, <laughs> apart from that it's great fun having her ah oh, Mary come on you have machines and dryers and everything nowadays all you have to do is load them Oh, so that's all, yeah, but she keeps them well loaded. You know, I'm with sure she does. A, a, a couple of outfits a day, like, you know, one <laughs> outfit for the run in the morning, another then for the day, and another for training that night, so... 
She keeps the machines busy. Well, you know what? I think she's a little seeker as well. I think her mammy's cooking is a very important part of this young woman's <laughs> engine. Can I say that? You can, you can, yes, indeed. <laughs> anyway, she's fed well and, and looked after well. But look, at in a house where you have somebody who's in uh, such spotlight and profile, you know what I'm talking about at the minute, yeah. it must be something else for you. Well, um, like we don't really interfere too much in her, in that side of things, okay. you know, especially leading up to a match. We think it's very important to leave her in her own zone and not to be tormenting her with questions. And um, so we very much kind of leave her to her own devices in, in, on a week like this. Yeah. And, um, and to be honest, she spends very little time at home here on a week like this there. She's mm. spending a lot of time out with um, other members of the team and going for recovery sessions and yes. chat, chats and things, you know. Yeah. And do you feel it in her? I know you say she's busy and about, but do you feel the tension rise yourself as it, it comes into match day, especially final day on Sunday? Well, I, I feel it's rising in myself. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I have to be careful there to keep mine under control so that I don't um, influence her too much. Yeah, she seems quite calm. I think she started to feel a little bit of the jitters yesterday, she admitted. But um, definitely, I think I'm feeling a lot more than she is. Mary, what do you like at the games? <laughs> oh, gosh, at the game, don't talk to me. Um yeah, a fair bit of shouting from time to time. And, um, uh, yeah, I find them quite stressful. Now, they haven't given us an easy ride this year. You know, mm. they've kept us on the edges of our seats and with a lot of nail-biting uh, moments. But um, it's made the victories all the sweeter at the end and the celebrations all the better. So, all, oh, it has all good. indeed. And you have to get into the atmosphere when you're there Absolutely. and when she's out on the field. Just stay there with me for a moment because I have Claire Lynch on the other line who's Mary Kate's mammy. Hello, Claire. Hi, Jerry. I'm more nervous now than I will be in Crow Park. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Claire, don't be nervous at all. You're with a a pussycat today. Don't be worried at all. I really mean that. Thank you for joining me again on the show. I'm sure you can empathise with a lot that Mary has just. You've been listening to her there, what she had to say. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just, how lucky are we? We we, we are delighted with all the excitement and... Mm. um, Mary Kate is probably different. She keeps talking. She's like her mother. <laughs> she likes to talk it out. And so we have to do a lot of listening. <laughs> good on but, you. Yeah, well, yeah, they all differ, good. you know, different personalities, yeah. of course. So your one yaps away to you. Is she living yeah. with you? May I ask that as well? Is she at home? Yes. 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 She, she's living with us. She, um, she goes to college in Maynooth, which is only 15 minutes in the road from us yes. here. And... Um, does psychology she's going into her third year now in september mm. and um at the moment she's working she works in hatton's um restaurant which is just up the road from us and they've been excellent to her for with work they they work around the football which is marvelous yes. and that's good for her as well because um she meets the people and she's talking to everyone about the football, which that's her personality. So it's mm. great. It's yeah, great. yeah. And, and you know yourself what I'm talking about, the excitement building towards Sunday and you're meeting it all the time, your neighbours, friends, family. You can feel it. You're at the front line. Oh, it's fantastic. You don't know who's going to come to the door next with a card or flowers or, you know, it's it's marvellous. It's really marvellous. Mm. The support is, is fantastic, so it is. And from the club and from the local businesses as well. It's just, 
it's brilliant. It's, mm. we're, we're so lucky to be a part of this. It's marvellous. And you do appreciate it and we hear that too. Do you know one another, just interestingly, as parents? Do you get to know the other girls, parents, Claire? Absolutely. We are having a ball. <laughs> My social life has gone up. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. We know each other very well. Mary is a great woman on the piano and music and singing and John and I will sing as well. And uh, it's and all, all, there's lots of, of sing songs happen after the after the games and fun. So it's, it's just marvellous. And we're great friends as well. Mm. Isn't that exactly. wonderful to hear yeah. that you have? Mary, come back in there. Yes, you never told yeah. me about your prowess and, and, and your dulcet <laughs> tones that you can belt out a song and play the piano, Mary. Oh, no, I don't know about the dulcet tones. I, I don't <laughs> mind playing the ivories. Um, dulcet tones are a whole other question altogether. But as Claire said there, yeah, I mean, apart from the girls are making great friends, um, I've made a whole new group of new friends as well. And I'm so fond of them. And as Claire said, we have great crack together. And we've had some mighty um, sing-songs and night outs, thanks to, thanks to Meet Ladies. Mm, it's great. And Jerry, Mary yeah. wrote wrote a song for the last year for for the Meat Lady. She might sing it for you, Mary. Ah, Claire, would you stop? Mary, come on, yes, give us. Mary, Mary come on, give <laughs> us. Be serious, Mary. Mary, come oh, on, give us a few fabulous. bars. And I know Mary, Mary, Claire will join in to help you. Come on, give us the chorus. Come on, Mary. Oh God! Well, the chorus is just Tiralura Lally. I just okay. give me the last verse. Yes, then. Yeah, oh, give God, me the last verse. Don't I kill me now. That. Away you go. Go on, Mary. Um. Then came all Ireland Day, we headed to Crow Park to face the mighty dubs. In their own backyard, our girls in green and gold, they stood tall and strong and true, and made history that day when they beat the girls in blue. With me to Rallurala, me to Rallurala, to Rallurala, to Rallurala. Well, there is a boosy bonus for everybody in late lunch land today. Mary, Mary Claire, come on, hasn't she a beautiful voice? Absolutely, and she has, you want to hear all the verses in that song, it's fantastic. Yes. Absolutely, she's brilliant. Oh, you're wonderful, wonderful people. Anyway, Mary, first from you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Mary, what's your gut telling you for Sunday? Are they going to do it, Mary? Well, my gut is telling me it's going to be a tight game. I think we're going to be treated to another nail-biting encounter. But my gut also tells me that these girls are bringing a huge amount of experience, resilience, strength, character and skill to this game. So based on that, I would, uh, I am cautiously confident. And what about uh, yourself, Claire? Oh yes, I think they can, they'll do it. I think it'll be a great match, and it will be tight. But I think um, the girls will 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 uh, pull it off in the end. Ah, oh, great stuff! That's what we're all willing it, willing it to happen. Mary, I'm going to say goodbye to you for the moment because I want to keep Claire because I believe John, her husband, is beside her. Mary, best no of luck to you, and you're a wonderful singer, Mary O'Shaughnessy. Oh, Okay, thanks. Thanks for joining me. I'll tell you, now that she's just gone there, Claire Lynch, you're in trouble. You're in (laughs) trouble. But you know what? It's It's trouble of the best possible kind. Listen, uh, Claire, it's lovely to talk to you. Is John beside you for a moment? Would you put him on to me? Can I just say something before I go? Yes. We have three All-Irelands this week in the the house. 
we have Mary Kate on Sunday in, with the Mead Ladies. Yep. And Jack and Mary Kate are both dancing against each other in the All Ireland Shannos dancing at the Fla in oh, Mullingar. Yes. My so God. There, there, there you, you go. Are. So it's yeah. All Ireland's all the way in the Lynch household this weekend. And it's all to do with the feet as well. The skill of the yeah. feet. The football. It's all in the footwork. It is. And the <laughs> dancing too. Thank you for mentioning so that to me. Uh, yeah, put me on yeah. to John there and have a great day Sunday, Claire, won't you? Have a great Thank day. Thank you so much. Thank Jerry. you. We Not will. at all. We will. Now, John's there. Hello, John. Jerry, how are you? John, John, is it hard to get a word in edgeways? Well, you heard it all. No, I, I couldn't get one in there at all. <laughs> I think she told you everything. Well, I think that was my fault in, 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 in a sort of way. I knew you were standing by there. Tell me, from a dad's perspective, uh, when you see uh, Mary-Kate out there on the field, you must be pr- such a proud man. Oh, absolutely Proud as punch, like uh, just up in cloud nine, doesn't even come close. Mm. When you see her out there, it's just brilliant, like you know. Um, and, and and you you followed me all that you followed me all the way uh, f- with her from she became involved all these dramatic games coming up from intermediate into scene all that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm following her since under she went to actually trials for under fourteen, uh, and she was turned away. She didn't make it. And she went back the second time and she didn't make that either. And then she went to the meet on the 16th and she actually didn't make that. And then she got a phone call from Peter Bourne, which, who was over them at the time, from Simonstown in Navan there, Simon Gales. And he rang her up and they said that she was coming on to the five, the development five. Yes. And she was on it from there. That's where it all started. Wow. So she's... And we're, yeah. No, it's great. Then she won a, a Leinster A level uh, with Mead. And got to the quarter final of the All Ireland and were beaten. But it was brilliant. Yeah, no, she came on to the intermediate just when they were in the second intermediate final against Tipperary. Yes. It was just a water girl in that. And she came on then when they played Westmead in the next year. And the one, she got seven minutes, I think, seven or eight minutes at the end. Yes. And it all came in. Then there was, unfortunately, there was a couple of injuries. And she got in then and she's there ever since. So it's brilliant, absolutely. Magnificent. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, look, I just wanted to have a quick word with you. Thank you for joining me on the show. I have another famous man standing by to have a word with. John, have a great day on Sunday, and I really do hope you bring the Brendan Martin Cup back to the Royal County. Thank you very much. Woo! Woo-hoo! Me. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks, Claire, and thanks, John. We have a famous man on the line, and I want to talk to him for a few minutes. Sean Boylan, welcome back to Late Lunch. Oh, thank you so much. It's so nice to talk to you. Sean. It's great times, aren't they? Oh, Sean, they are great times. And I was just about to say to you, look, you saw it all as the senior team manager and we watched you in tears in Crow Park when they won that title last year. It means that much to you, Sean? Uh, without a question, it, it was one of the great days that I ever had in Crow Park and I think it was the fact that for the first time since I had been involved with the football team, um, to see, like... It happened a couple of years earlier when, when the lads were playing the Division 2 final against Donegal. It was the first time my own children saw me in the final. But that day in Crow Park, it was uh, one of the most special days that I ever experienced. And I think the fact was that you can, could enjoy the crack beforehand at halftime, the uncertainty of not knowing what's going to be played, what's going to be, what changes are going to be made. All of those things, you're just a hurl around the ditch and it is such... And then when they when they just survived and pulled it off, and you just say to yourself, "My God, 
what what could you what do you, how could you ever buy a day like this? This is just this is a whole this a whole historic occasion and it's beautiful to be there. Sean, when you reflect on what you achieved all through the years and you see them making that breakthrough last year to come up from intermediate win senior, do you think winning it last year and being champions might give them that slight edge on Sunday? I think they're humble enough to know that um, it's probably much harder the second year um, because everybody thinks you know how to do it. And yet deep down these guys know that it's a, go- it's a, go- a totally different occasion. Like, it's a different team. You're against a very fresh team coming up who are on a roll. They have a great tradition behind them. Um, everything seems to be going with them and so on. And yet, if you look at the last few matches that Meath have played, you know, sort of the way they survived, you know, the Donegal one, the Galway one, all of those matches, they're just, the girls are amazing. you understand? And like, they just seem to, to thrive on adversity. And yet they know but you can't be always depending on that. And I think no, the girls I know, they're humble enough to know we're not right yet, we're not right yet. You know what I mean? Uh, but they, keep, they, they, never, they never allow adversity get in their way. You know what I mean? They always seem to say, yes. we, can, we can get it right, we can yeah. get it right. And that's a, that's a huge thing. It is indeed, it is indeed. Sean, I have to leave it there. In one word, are they going to win, Sean Boylan? We're hanging on your word. <laughs> I believe me will win Ah Sean You're a top man Sean enjoy uh, the game uh, on Sunday Thank you for taking time to talk to thank us Thank you so much for having me God bless you Sean Have a good luck to everybody Bye bye Take care Sean Boylan there The former Mead manager Sunday 4 o'clock It's all happening here on LMFM Radio Final Friday of the month on late lunch And it's always Boot Club Friday And joining me today to bring us our recommended reads. I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch from Academy Books, Irene. Welcome back to the show, Irene Gahan. Hey, Jerry, how are you? I'm really good and thank you for uh, joining us on the show again today. Well, your book of the month, come on. Okay, so our book of the month for July is uh, called The Perfect Lie by Joe Spain. So it's brilliant. I don't know if you've read it, but the smaller paperback version is out. So, you know, in the summer, everyone's going on holidays and they don't want the bigger versions. They want to get the smaller versions of books just obviously for packing. So my recommendation is The Perfect Lie. And basically, it is, and Joe Spain must be one of the hardest hardest working Irish women, female crime writers. I swear yes. to God, she's a great book every year and they are absolutely spot on every single time. So the main character is called Erin and she basically moves to New York after um, a big sort of family drama in uh, Ireland. She meets this guy, Danny, who is in the police and then they move to a small seaside town. So everything is going on fine. And then two detectives arrive at the door and one of them is her husband's partner. And she looks back at the husband and the husband opens the window and jumps to his death from the fourth floor, story the floor yes. of, the, of the apartment. 18 months later, she's in court charged with the murder of her husband. But there's a massive twist. Yes. She thought Danny was perfect, but then everything she realised was a house of cards. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So it all kind of stems from there. And it's true. uh, It's true, Joe Spain. It's like the twist. She's like an onion and the layers and you peel them off and you find out what, you know, you find out all these things kept revealed and you think, realise you know, the perfect lie. You know, everything was built on, yes. on the perfect lie. Yes. It was absolutely brilliant, Jerry. I'm not joking. It was absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Really recommended. Not gruesome, just 
Yeah. Really recommend it for a summer read. So anyone who's gone away in August, The Perfect Lie which by Joe Spain, absolutely recommend it. I've read it and I have to say, <laughs> what a beginning. What a puzzler of a story. That's all I'll say. And you're oh. right, there's a twist. Oh, my word. It is terrific. And the great thing, as you said, it's out in paperback now. You can stick it in your yeah. case and away you go on your holiday. And honestly, as Irene says, you will love this. So Book of the Month, The Perfect Lie by Joe Spain. Now, I have another brand new book sitting beside me and it's called The Accomplice <gasps> by Steve Kavanagh. I know, and this is the first, this is only the second book advanced copy I've got ever, so I'm getting very, very attached to my advanced copies, <laughs> and do you know what, I, we did twist it for a book club, and there were so many twists, I was exhausted by the time I got off the plane the year I, last year when I read it, um, so I was a little bit wary of this, but oh, it is absolutely fabulous. It's the seventh book in the Eddie Flynn series. So he's Eddie Flynn is this lawyer and he only takes on cases for people he knows are innocent or he is totally convinced are innocent. Um, but you don't have to read it. You don't have to have read the series. He's very, very clever. He's written them in such a way that you don't have to know the previous things. He kind of adds in the parts of the character in the background so you do get a flavour without having read any of the last ones. So basically in this one, I totally recommend it. Now it is in hardback and it is in a larger paperback format. So obviously going off on holidays, you know, you know yourself with your uh, kilos getting on that plane, everything, every, every kilo counts. But this one is amazing. So the Sandman killing has been solved and Daniel Miller has been has murdered 14 people. But the twist is his wife is now on trial because everybody believes she was an accomplice. They believe she was involved. But obviously Eddie Flynn only takes on uh takes on the innocent and he takes her on and he basically has to prove her innocence um, and the twist it's not gruesome by the way it, like it's, yes. it's not gruesome gruesome but the twist and the turn and it's sinisterly psychological and it's do you know what? There was nothing done. I literally got it and there was nothing done. And then the minute I finished it, I think I finished it in less than two days and I gave it to two other women who are on the book club here to, for them to review. They were like, oh my God, it was great. No one got fed. <laughs> One woman, she said, I sent the kids up to the takeaway. She said, I just couldn't leave it. I had to sit reading it and I read it the whole way through the night. And I just, honestly, there was nothing done. The house was like a bombsite. It was one of those books. And he's getting better and better and better, I think, with every... Every book is getting better and it's never who you think it's going to be. <laughs> oh, that's some recommendation. And I've only got it myself in the last few days. So you're saying to me, read it. Oh, read it. Absolutely perfect bank holiday reading. The there Accomplice you, by Steve Cavanagh. And isn't that, isn't that interesting, Irene, that you mention, uh, you know, uh, the first two books you mentioned with us today, uh, when you talk uh, about the previous one, The Perfect Lie, Joe Spain, and this one, two Irish writers, you know. Yes. A top, yes. top of the game. Oh, and we are. And, and, and they're totally on top of the game. I mean, I swear to God, I, I just so many fabulous female, particularly female Irish crime writers. It's like, it's incredible. And, and two Irish authors have made it to the short, the long list for the Booker Prize this yes. year. Yes. Um, and one is by Audrey McGee, The Colony. And it's only her second ever book. And the other one is the fabulous um, Small Things Like These by Claire Keegan, which is one of our top-selling books at Christmas. Yes. It is absolutely brilliant. I don't know if you've got a chance to I read it. I read it cover to cover. It's an, an outstanding book. 
Yeah, absolutely fabulous. I mean, for the two of them to be on that list, it's just amazing. And Audrey McGee's only her second book. Um, so I have to say, I haven't read The Colony yet. It's on my list, Bank Holiday Weekend Reading. Oh, absolutely. Um, so that, that's that's from my... I, I really hope, and they're both from favourite, and I really hope one of them gets it. In my head, I think small things like these has an advantage and edge because of it's a small read, it's a small book, but it's she wrote Foster, which is on the Leaving Cert syllabus for years. I have a feeling it, it might have a little bit of an edge, but you never know, you never know. And the other one, we, we as you say, two on the long list, that'll be reduced to the short yeah. list on the 6th of September and then the winner named in October this year. Yeah. But the colony takes us back to a time, 1979, when Ireland was, you know, torn apart with violence in the north of Ireland and all else besides. And it, it's a visit by two people to a wee island off the west coast. Yes, and it's it's basically an Englishman and a Frenchman. I think there's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> they arrive on this colony. Um, they arrive on this island on the west coast of uh, Ireland. It's a very small island. I mean, three kilometres or something described as three kilometres long. Um, and it, they're 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 searching for something, and they're they're. I, I don't want to give away too much away, yes. but it, the. You know, it's very, you can visualize this perfectly in your head. You know, an Englishman and a Frenchman arriving in the middle of all this background and backdrop to everything else that's going on. Um, and it's it's very much, uh, quite very atmospheric. And, and you can kind of nearly see how this is going to play out in some cases, to, uh, these sort of unforeseen circumstances. And, and you know, how the, you can nearly see how this is going to play out. But I'm really looking forward to reading it. Um, it's, it's on my, it's sitting beside my shelf, sitting on my, on my locker to read this weekend um, so I'm very much looking at, looking forward to that as well and there's been quite a few people in looking at the, into the bookshop um, to, to pick it up this weekend as well so. Oh terrific and there's a listener saying Jerry, I have to say Steve Kavanagh is simply a brilliant author I've read all his books and I can't wait to read this one there's a fan of Steve Kavanagh Oh they're, they're very big they're very strong mm. fans Jerry. I mean we're talking like boy, boy band fans uh, for Steve Kavanagh <laughs> that's what we're looking at I can tell you there you um, go. I've never heard an author described as a, in the boy band context before. <laughs> but Steve, that is a massive tribute from Irene Gann, oh, I, I, I have to say. <laughs> so that's it. That's what you have for us. And, and those uh, Booker Prize books are well or, worth looking out for, both of them. They really are. Well, the whole list. I don't know the rest of the list, but yes. the two Irish ones, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're the ones to look for. And just one thing before you go. I know you were away, but I had the wonderful Barbara Scully with yes. me. Isn't and she brilliant? She was with you in Academy Books I know as well Wise Up uh, you know the Wisdom and the Older Woman Power Wisdom and the Older Woman I want to just mention that book again today it's a wonderful book Irene It is absolutely brilliant and you know what I think anyone any woman from or even any man I mean from I'd say you know in their 30s all the way through it's not one of those books that you would sit down and you would read all the way through it's one of those books that you sit down and you pick up and you have your cup of tea you have 20 minutes and I laughed I, I mean I I was so raging I missed her but mm. um, they had apparently they had a ball there was I'm sure and, and Nicola Pierce was there and she yes. just the, the, she loved it she thinks it's brilliant she like everybody that was there was absolutely loved it and it's selling really really well and it's one of those books I think if you were to sit down and you were to write all these little things that have gone through, you will you will take something from every little part of her book. And she's just a character. She's an absolute sweetheart. She um, but, is. But it's and it's a lovely way. Of, it's a lovely way of. She writes in a really really nice way as well. 
Well, Irene, you've been so good. Thank you for your recommendations heading into the bank holiday weekend and beyond. Academy Books on the south side of Drogheda in the shopping centre there. Check her out. She has anything and everything. And she'll get you any book as well (laughs) that you ever want. I appreciate you. Love talking to you. Thank you for joining me today. Take care, Jerry. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Irene Gahan there. And does that woman love reading and love her books? She adores them. The Perfect Lie by Joe Spain. Book of the Month here on Late Lunch with Steve Kavanagh. I have it beside me here. The Accomplice, uh, just out at the moment. Simply brilliant. And the Booker Prize books as well. Do check those out. Uh, we've mentioned it before. Claire Keegan's uh, Small Things Like These and The Colony by Audrey McGee. We have the books. All we could do it now is a glass of wine. Well, it's coming your way next with Miss, Mr. Rick Cronjay. Delighted to have him in studio with me, Rick Cronjay. Welcome back to Late Lunch. Thank you very much, Jerry. Great to be back. Great to have you with us. And you're going to set us fair for the weekend. We have the books sorted with Irene. Now we're just depending on you for the wines. And what we're doing, and just to remind listeners, for the next while on the show, you're picking a grape, a variety, a grape. And we're concentrating on that each time. Yes, we are, Jerry. And just to demonstrate the difference, you know, from the different parts of the world and, um, you know, in the different flavours that it presents to us. Sauvignon Blanc today. Huge following this has, hasn't it? It has, Jerry. In terms of worldwide planting, probably number eight, somewhere around there. But yeah, a very, very popular uh, a variety to be drinking, very versatile as well. Mm. Of course, the origins in France in the Loire Valley and Bordeaux, and uh, and of course the French. They have their own names for this because they, they like to, they to name it according to the region or area it comes yes, from. Yes, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. Yes. Do you know what I think in wine development in Ireland? Uh, Leaf for mulch and all that sugary stuff we started with. We we talked about this before. We thought we were sophisticated. Then everyone went Chardonnay mad. You know what I'm talking about yes, for a time. Yes, and yes. then. Sauvignon, Sauvignon Blanc, Blanc arrived Absolutely. then and opened up a new vista for people in this country. It did, Jerry, it did. And then all of a sudden that was it. And then, of course, when New Zealand came along, well, then it got a, a new boost it again. Did. And now, which obviously for another program, it's shifting to Chile of yes. all places. Yes, yes, it is moving. It just shows you the way it evolves. So today, for comparison purposes, and this is interesting, and you've spoken about this in the past, we're taking a Sauvignon Blanc from the Northern Hemisphere yes. and comparing that with one from the Southern, southern Hemisphere. hemisphere so we begin in the North and France. Uh, so what have you brought yeah. to us today? Yeah, this is the uh, Calvet Reserve Bordeaux, and it's 100% Chardonnay and both of them are 2021, so lovely uh, and fresh. And um, they both are from Dunn stores. Or as somebody told me the other day, uh, we uh, we don't call it Duns anymore. It's Dunay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. D- D- Dunay Boutique. Yes, Dunay, I've heard yes. that. I've oh, heard have that. you? Oh, no, oh, yes, well, I must yes. be behind then, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this one is from France. Lovely uh, uh, wine. Um, uh, from that area there. Um, and, of course, the Bordeaux region is predominantly red, you know, mm. 90%. So um, when you see the white, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be either Sauvignon Blanc, um, you know, or Semillon. But in this case, it's a, 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 a Sauvignon Blanc. And you, do, you did say something to me there, the Young Wines 2021. Mm. Would you always be a fan of drinking Sauvignon Blanc? Young. Yes, Jerry. Sauvignon Blanc is not known to age very well. What it 
tends to do when you go over the the, the hill with it, it becomes like vegetable. It it loses that freshness, okay. that flower, that fruitiness. It it it. I've tried it. Believe me, it's not pleasant. <laughs> Absolutely Rick not. Rick knows, as you know, yeah. folks. So take it as a rule of thumb. This is twenty twenty one. How yeah. far back would it be the limit? Twenty twenty. I twenty 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 nineteen. Remember now, northern and southern hemisphere. Yes. There's roughly about nine months difference. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I, I will be reluctant to go further than 2019. Okay. You know, that's good I, to I really know. Would. Yeah, that is really yeah. good to know. So this is from France. Calve, a famous name Calvet, on the bottle. Yeah. So it is. Uh, and uh, it's from France. 2021 Dunn stores, €8.40. Have you a little sip there? Is this a thing? I do. That's Just the one. Have a little they, sip. Uh, well, Jerry, she's yeah. pale, isn't she? She's very pale. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a tinge of maybe yellowish colour to it. Oh, the life on the palate is something else. It is. It is. It's so Jerry, fresh. It's, it's beautiful, it, isn't it? It really is fresh, and it's also got a bit of weight in it. Mm. You know, it's not not light. Ah, fr- what, what are you talking about yeah. there? Apple, apple, a bit of passion fruit there. It's, it's something on the on the nose there that's sort of on the floral side. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, and and quite a good nose on it. Not. Very uh, sharp as such, but yes. definitely, you know, something on a, on that day. Would you pair it with food? I would. I would. I was going to say that. Yeah, I think I, it just be, means a little bit. It, it does. Yeah, I, I think it's just a little bit on the weighty side, just to be drinking. Always, as I always say, enjoy the first glass to appreciate the wine for what it is, and then move on to the uh, food. What are you, what are you uh, talking it? about, Matty? Uh, white meat. Uh, all the pulled, way. Yeah, I, I, it, it just wouldn't suit red meat okay. at all. It's so poultry, fish, pork. Yes. Vegetarian. Yes. Vegetarian, yes. Perfect. And goat's cheese. Oh, Bordeaux lovely. and goat's cheese just... I love my goat's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should be doing a cookery slot with me too. To you could turn your hand to it, no problem. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. our first wine today. Yeah. It's Sauvignon Blanc from the Northern Hemisphere, France, Calvé Reserve, Sauvignon Blanc 2021, yeah. Dunn Stores, and at 8.40, well, it's a very good price. A uh, brilliant price, because they still have that 20% discount going. So this is your final price. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So let's get on the aeroplane and leave France and fly south in the world to New Zealand for our second wine. What have you yes, got for yeah. us from New Zealand? This is called Tiki. Uh, very, a very well-known estate now. A lovely history to it as well, uh, Jerry. And believe it or not, uh, a batch of this was made specifically for Dunn's as part of the Simply Better range. Okay. And a real, real winner. Absolutely. And it's so lovely to see that, you know, the um, supermarkets are going that extra step now to get real yes. quality at a very affordable price, of course. There's a story behind the people who make this wine, isn't there? A lovely story. It is. It is. It's it's a couple. They have two daughters and they um, they were literally bumming around the world. They did a bit of ski resort and then they went to England. They, they uh, put money together. But they wanted to come back to New Zealand, and which they did. And uh, when they did, I think it was 2005, they bought uh, a sheep farm. Uh, it was big, 325 hectares or something like that. Now, that might sound big, but when it's sheep, you need big areas yes. to graze. But anyway, and they started very slow, 60 hectares. And over the years, they just built it up. And today, it's all planted. Completely. Completely. 
and they they've won so many awards and accolades and recommendations. They unbelievable, lovely story, beautiful, beautiful story. And producing yeah. this wine, folks, specifically for Dunn stores and their simply better label. Correct. This is an important Correct. point. Yeah. So this is Tiki T I K I. That's a lovely name, Tiki yeah. uh, Sauvignon Blanc, twenty twenty one. Dunn stores eleven ninety nine. And Rick's just poured me a little sip yeah. here as usual. Now there's more. There's more colour. Oh, there's more colour. Isn't there than to the yeah. previous one yeah. that I tasted? Also 2021, but as you say, from a completely different area. Now, there's different... Fr- that That's not apple or, or the... La- no. What's the different fruit? No, there's something no, different there's in that. No, what's no, that? That, that, that? That's more citrus, grapefruit maybe. Mm. Um, just tropical, uh, but very pronounced, very strong on the nose. Rick. And the flavour. I don't need anything with this. No. That can just stand on its own. Absolutely. It's superb. It, brilliant. I thought it was absolutely just fantastic oh, it's brilliant. wine. Oh, jeepers, yeah. I have to tell you that. You could quaff away at that, but we always say when we're drinking wine, what Rick emphasised it, plenty of water as well, space your drinks, enjoy it with your food, drink alcohol sensibly. That is one of the nicest, may I say, you brought yeah, in a while. Absolutely, Jerry. A real, real gem that we found. Oh, you, you definitely know. have, Rick. Tiki, yeah. T-I-K-I, Dunn Store, Sauvignon Blanc, 2021, 11.99. It's worth every cent. Oh, it's a giveaway, Jerry. It's a giveaway. If if you look at, and it's it's the grey label, if you look at it where it's being sold at other shops, you can put another tenner onto it, a fiver at, at the okay. very least. So this is so this is brilliant. This is Absolutely. a real good price there. And yeah. if you wanted, I'm sure with seafood, it'd be nice with shellfish or things. Like, oh, if, if you wanted be, to, if you want, combine. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. If you want to be posh. But this is your intro. This is <laughs> yeah. your intro for this oh, bank holiday weekend pe- pe- for sure. Oh, definitely. Ah, oh, that's that is really lovely. What's the difference if you were just to describe in a sentence between uh, old world and new world? Old world being uh, France and the northern hemisphere. Yes. New world, Sauvignon. What would yeah, you say? The old world tend to be more what we call uh, verticulture. In other words more true to the original um, and what they tend to do there is it's more geared I'm going to say more geared for food whereas in the uh, southern hemisphere we're more fun more aperitif and if you remember in the the 2000s uh, when Australia was on the up here and you had all the adverts with all the friendly people holding up wine and we all thought we had money and we were all wine connoisseurs, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, it's just that slight difference there that, uh, as we just tested now, uh, more wines will be prone. Of course, they all suit food, but uh, the Southern Hemisphere, a lot of them, you'll get away with just an aperitif. Mm. It's more fruity. It's yes. more palatable. Um, where uh, yeah exactly and your wines yes. bear that completely out today yeah, for us yeah Sancerre uh, explain to me the link with Sancerre and uh, Sauvignon Blanc yeah they, uh, France in, in in especially in the Bordeaux and Lua regions they like to name their wines after the region or the area so when you see a Sancerre or a Blanc Fumé or Poulet Fumé that is more that is the grape variety. But they on the on the label you'll see the region, yes. so it it gets a bit confusing. Same as when you see a bottle and it says Chablis, yeah, you know, that's the area, but the grape is actually Chardonnay. So it's 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 it gets a bit confusing. But that's the French, and the same thing as we see today again. You know, the French they still want the cork. Well, Southern Hemisphere has gone, you know, to the screw cap. Yeah, the screw yes. cap. So France are staying with the cork. Yeah. 
in in general yeah, uh, isn't that an interesting yeah, thing yeah. oh they stand out in most things in life yes they do um the 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 other thing to say is that uh both of these wines again just to remind people are available from Dunn stores where yes. you've been uh, shopping this time yes. for hers and just to remind people again the first one from France is Calvé Reserve Sauvignon Blanc 2021 840 and the Tiki is the second one. I love that name. Beauty. Sauvignon Blanc 2021 from Dunn's 11.99. Yeah. Rick, you'll do well to top that one. I, I have to say, you, you struggle. Will. But there's you'll always struggle. there's always something else. Isn't this the fun uh, in the wine game? There is always another Rick. Always. There's not Jerry. another Rick Cronje, but there's always another wine, I'm saying, that, that <laughs> Rick will take to us over the coming weeks. And we're going to come back again, as we're going to do for the next while, uh, on our wine feature and late launch with another variety. And you will bring us comparisons again. Absolutely, Jerry. Rick, you're a star. We love you to bits. Thanks for coming in again and with your recommendations for this August Bank holiday weekend. And uh, we're all set up now. We've the book sorted and the wine. I don't know what else we need, but uh, we'll, we'll look after the rest ourselves. Thanks oh, for great game on Sunday. Oh, oh yes. yes. Come on, the Mead <laughs> Ladies on Sunday. Good on you, Rick. And that wishes is coming to the Mead Ladies all the way from South Africa via Loud today. That's very ecumenical of you, Rick, I have to say. Thank you so much as usual. Thanks for joining us. Always, Jerry. Now, just a health warning for everybody. It's not morning time on LMFM. In case you're switching in now and think, have we got the time wrong? Is me day upside down? But I want to remind you that for more years than he cares to remember, I'm sure, he's been with you. Breakfast time here on LMFM Radio, come what may. I want to say a huge congratulations on 30 years on the airwaves to our very own Seamus Farley. Hi, Seamus. Hello, Jerry. I would just because I always love your introductions. Every time I listen to late lunch, it goes on and on. I thought you were going to kind of plant flowers and everything for me. But listen, <laughs> thanks very, thanks very much for your introduction. Anyway, it's good to talk to you. What's the crack? It's good to talk to you as well. Well, what I want to know is, how did this all begin? Do you remember your first day? No. I don't remember my first day, but the thing is, I was talking to my old cousin Adrian, Father Adrian Farley, and uh, I remember the very, very first time that I broadcast anywhere, and this is just for the people of RD. It was during Larry Tinity's Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Tinity's Festival. And the story is that they had a radio thingy set up in town mm. and it broadcast right to the whole and I, I remember Mick Slevin took a photograph of the pair of us and uh, we ended up in either the Dundalk Democrat or the Drogheda Independent but the thing is he went off preaching for God and I started to preach for LMFM and beyond <laughs> so that's really how it started all those years ago So that was your first but with LMFM in, in specifically LMFM what? how did you come to join the radio station? Well, I work for the Mead Chronicle, as you know, yeah. I take photographs for them, but I was over in Beachmount um, taking a photograph, I think, of Rehab Awards or something like that, and, and Gavin Duffy was there, the Gavin Duffy show, mm. and it was great. The radio was absolutely buzzing at the time, and uh, I started doing the old crap, with, and, you know, I could do that, I could do that. Mm. And he said, well, if you can do it, then come on in. So they had a studio in the Boyne House in Navan, and I went in and started doing me thingy. And then after that, uh, Owen Larkin uh, had moved on to something bigger. And I was offered the breakfast show. And I was just told uh, Michael Crawley was the man and still is. And he basically said, I shall look, give him a chance. She only lasts three weeks. 
30 years later, three <laughs> weeks. Are yeah, you 30... joking me? You did it on your own initially, did you? Yes, I did it on my own and I was a solo uh, player. I always remember there was one particular time back to Gavin that uh, he was doing his show over in Navin and one day he he, uh, he he had something else to do and he was late and he rang and he said, you have to do it. And then I started doing it. And But I always remember I did it. I, I didn't do it in my RD accent. I did it in the guise of Gayburn. Hello, talk to me. What's it name? Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I know all that all that type of stuff, but anyway, it was it was great. So, so what happened was three weeks later, and then of course, as I said, Owen Larkin went off to bigger and better things. He's broadcasting now over in Newry Direction, still to going strong. And I was offered the breakfast show, but I was told I'd last three weeks. And bing bing, twenty something years <laughs> later, and I was doing it on my own. And then I. Um, was teamed up with uh, young Chris Murray. Now, young Chris Murray was a young fellow, a young dub, and he was on Fresh FM. That was a kind of a sister radio station to LMFM that were starting off. And this uh, young dub came down and he was pressing me buttons and all that. Honest to God. We just clicked. <laughs> and he's pressing your buttons ever since. And well, you press- pressing his too, I have to say. And played a blinder with you today. Did you love this morning? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I felt now. I, you know what I mean. It, it was thirty years of celebration, yeah. and a lot of people thought I was retiring. Mm. But the one thing I I loved about it was if it, if it was awake and I was I was able to see my own wake. <laughs> <laughs> Seamus, don't be getting morbid like that. I'm not getting morbid. I'm no far from it, but it was absolutely great. And there were people coming that I remember and they're still coming today. And I'm absolutely chuffed. I'm as I'm as high as a kite uh, oh. this very, very day. And many, many thanks to all the lovely, lovely listeners out there. And uh, I will continue for as long as the good Lord, the good bosses allowed me to do so. <laughs> I never knew Michael was referred to as Lord before, but oh, there you is. go. You've <laughs> just deified him this afternoon. Here's the thing about you, and I think I'm fairly on the mark here. I'd say it's rare you missed a day, is it? I never missed a day. Never? Never. I never missed a day. Isn't and that incredible, folks, in 30 years, that somebody never misses a day? Did the weather ever nearly goose you that you didn't get in? Um, yes, no, I never, I never missed a day. But the one thing I'll have to say to my colleague, uh, Chris, uh, he never missed a day either. Like the breakfast show, I can tell you that if we were at school and going for the last day in term, we'd get a badge, mm. the pair of us, because it just happened that we never missed a day. Covert, it didn't matter a ding dong. He didn't get it. And I'm down in the shed. And so it doesn't matter whether I have a gold or a I, I just think you've invented a new sort of gold pioneer pin that the two of you should have as well. You know what I mean? For absolutely unbroken brilliance. But when you think of that, all that came and went uh, with weather, because there were difficult weather conditions, you were coming in from Ardia. I know you're at home now and talking to me from home. And as well as that, you're right, through the whole COVID episode and everything, it's continued unbroken. It's a real, real testament to you. Now here, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you were to reflect in your time on the show does yeah. one or two things ever stick in your mind you know that you say oh God I'll never forget that morning well I'll never forget uh, the morning uh, that we had Jedward in <laughs> yes and yes Jedward God that was unreal and uh, I came in uh, Christy was there and he had a young one sitting beside him mm. and I says who is she he says she's after flying in from Germany to see the two lads 
Incredible. And I said, oh, my God, this was unreal. And uh, But they were grand. The mammy was there. She was just watching every word that came out yeah. from their mouth. And uh, now she's gone, too. And I don't know what the story with Jedward is. Uh, they're, about, and, they're about still, but uh, you don't hear much about them. Is right. They've grown up an awful lot. But they were, you know, at that stage, should the screaming girls were everywhere. They lo- they adored them, didn't they? They brought them in presents and everything. They were <laughs> pairs of shoes and all that stuff. I was nearly going to say to little Jed, would you leave them behind? That's just my size. <laughs> Christy Hennessy. Christy Hennessy yes. is one of the best or the one I, I just love Christy Hennessy. He came in, he was a very, very humble man. Mm. You know, he all spoke very much like that. Yeah. And the crack is he told me the story that I never forgot about it, and it just shows you what life is that he was over in England working on the building sites and uh, he eventually died because of asbestos. But anyway, the story was that he was working on the building sites and his unusual sound, you know, oh, la, 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 la. Yeah. And John Peel, uh, the DJ over there, heard him. Now, normally he would go along and, but what happened was he was in the working men's clubs. But when John Peel got him, he moved into a different circle. Yes. And the story was that he was brought to fancy restaurants and all that. And the story with poor old Christie is he couldn't read. Mm. He couldn't read or write. And I said, how could you do that? And you wrote, you wrote all the songs. And he was a postman initially as well. And he just remembered all the addresses. But I said, what happened when they came along and showed you the menu? And he said, I just looked at it and it didn't matter what language it was in. All I had was fish and chips. Ah, God My almighty. God. Isn't it amazing that oh, that stage? And funny enough, Hermione, his daughter, joined me on Late Lunch many moons ago as well, came in here after Dad died. And that's one interview uh, is still on my mind as well with her because she was just lovely. Now, the other thing I have to say, yeah. you, you, when you finish the show, people might know this. When he, when he was with us here in the building, when uh, Seamus is in the building, there used to be an announcement Seamus has left the building, but he'd be in the building for a while, folks. I have to give a little bit away here. And he'd be holding court. He'd go into the kitchen and sit <laughs> in the corner. And it was our job to go in and blow smoke up his you-know-what. Yeah. And if you didn't do that, well, it just it, it wasn't the thing to do. But uh, seriously... Mick Bourne, Mick oh, and Mick yourself. Bourne. We have oh to mention him today. Mick Bourne came on the on the air this morning. He is just an absolute gem. I loved Mick Bourne, and of course, for people who knows Mick Bourne, had a wee shop in RD. Uh, he was a really, really funny guy. But I'll tell you one thing: he surely blew spoke up my backside. Honest to God, even if I had a bad day, he said that was a great show. Oh my God, that was a great, great and, show. And you know what? I, you, I have to say what you were. You were always someone, and and I'd join you because I'd be in, and you'd be still there, and we'd be chatting. But Mick was the main man. But I'd pop in, and we'd be talking about the day and life in general as well. And I always valued what you had to say, Seamus. I have to say oh, that. I just always, stop the lights. Hold you? on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go. Don't don't don't, don't hang up on me. But no, we. I I, I enjoyed the conversation and it got serious, it got funny and all in between. But tell me this, when you reflect on 30 years today, you know the way they say Tempest Fuge, time flies. Do you feel that, that it's been just in the blink of an eye, the 30 years? Oh, big time. Mm. Oh my God. Oh my God, big time. Uh, When I went in this morning, uh, Brian had, uh, uh, Laura got a big poster of all the various bits and pieces. He stole them from Christie's Facebook. It's out here. Uh, It's brilliant. It's in reception. Oh, my God. And all the people I saw and knew and, and met, I met Bon Jovi, you know, Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi and you name it, etc., etc. And uh, 
I met popes and princes, paupers and um, other people as well, you know, mm. during my, my lifetime. But I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I genuinely enjoyed it. And it yes. was great. And as I said, uh, it was the pinnacle of my kind of career to come along and get all the accolades that I got this morning. Oh. And I loved it. <laughs> well, they're coming in to me as I sit here. Don't ever leave, Seamus. We I have miss to leave you sometime. so much. Look, we all do. But listen, you know the sentiment. Good man, Seamus. Great stuff. Keep her lit. Says Jack comes from Jackie. Santa's little helper's been on. There's another lady there saying, oh my God, uh, this is another she- side of Seamus Farley we've never heard before. Of course, there's loads of sides to Seamus Farley that you don't hear, but in the mornings with himself and Chris here, well, by God, the fun you boys have. And, you know, before we finish up, you know when you, you go out and go along your way, you're a photographer, you're well known in Louth and Mead, you're better known than a begging ass, as they'd say. Yeah, but anyway, do you love when people come up and say to you I was listening to you today I love that or maybe they might even they often have a crack at you too you know the usual do you take that in your stride I very much take it uh, uh, yeah I like I I, I work very much for the Me Chronicle that's uh, that's my mainstay and uh, you know sometimes no I love it I actually love it but yeah. it's the same with you Jerry. like the two of us you know what I mean let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about me for about 10 minutes you know uh, kind of no wait we're not going to talk about anything else because I just want to say to finish up to you today congratulations on 30 years the next 30 begins next Tuesday morning on the breakfast show and Thank you. we are so pleased to acknowledge you and chat to you today and wish you good health and happiness thank you so much Seamus Farley from all your listeners Thank you, Jerry, and uh, thank you. Have a good weekend. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. That's our Seamus Farley celebrating 30 years on the air this very day. Time for your comedy on Friday, Alan Carr. Funny man talking about smartphones, your school photo or his or yours or anybody's. But first, our image and how we look. I mentioned school photos before, yeah. You can't explain to this iPhone generation, can you, about school photos. That was your one photo. You take photos now every minute of the day. That was your one photo. If that school photo was shit, you had a shit year. <laughs> that photo was good, you had a good year, yeah? It's all right, you with your iPhones now, deleting, rotating, putting your different filters on. Sepia. Why anyone would choose sepia? Why choose sepia? <laughs> Why do you want to look like you've got jaundice? <laughs> Here's me at Chessington World of Adventure with liver failure. You could not mess it up. You'd stand in a line, wouldn't you? Outside the classroom, you'd stand in a line. Ch- next, ch- next, ch- next, ch- next, ch- next. 1987, I sneezed. <laughs> I said, can I take it again? No, next, next. I can't look like that. <laughs> and every member of your family bought it, didn't it? <laughs> every house you'd go to, there I'd be on the mantelpiece. And this was the 80s, what you looked like was what you looked like. No photoshopping and all that. Was it airbrushing, shit like that? No. Plastic surgery, no, no. What you looked like was what you looked like. And I think we all owe it to ourselves to make ourselves look a bit better, don't we? We can all do little bits to make ourselves look better. Now, I'm not having a go, girls, I'm not. But you know the women who have the hairy face? No, no. You know the women who have the five o'clock shadow, you know. And they go, oh, well, if I shave it, it'll only come back twice as thick. And you're like, well, have a go. <laughs> Don't give up hope just yet. <laughs> you look like an Ewok. Shave. 
I mentioned iPhones there, and I don't want to drag the night down because we've got some great guests coming on and stuff, but my friend who's a teacher, she was telling me that some of the kids in her class have been using their iPhone to take photos of their, um, pilot heart. Because <laughs> it's a BBC Two show. Pilot heart. Some of the kids have been taking photos of their private parts and sending them on the iPhone to all the kids in the class. I thought, and that's sad. That is sad, because I thought, in my day, A, I didn't have the inclination to do that, and B, I didn't have a camera on my phone. So if I wanted to show the whole class, I'd have to trace it with some visal toilet paper and stick it on an overhead projector. Alan Carr, funny man, bringing you your comedy on Late Lunch this Friday afternoon. Now, I want to play a very special request on Late Lunch today for a wonderful man. Former neighbour of mine on the Old North Road in Drogheda. He's a young man. Yes, he's young at heart. Always was, always will be. In fact, he's 88 years young. On Monday, John McGinn, happy birthday to you. I know you listen to LMFM and Late Lunch, especially every day. And delighted you do. Hope you're enjoying the show. John, have a great birthday. That comes in uh, from your all of your family and all of your friends. They wish you well on this very special weekend. Have a great day on Monday. And John, just for you, from us and everybody else, here's the great Nat King Cole. Though your heart is aching Smile even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky You'll get by If you smile through your fear and sorrow Smile and maybe tomorrow You'll see the sun Come shining through For you I let it play in full because I've never seen so many people smiling, including our Louise Walsh. Maggie Maguire was here with a broad smile from ear to ear and more besides. People just love that. Why do they love it? Because it is the theme from Murder, She Wrote, the classic TV series. And I have a pair of tickets to the All-Ireland Final on Sunday. Meath against Kerry and Croke Park going to Chris Kenny from Trim and Geraldine Cahill, who's in Minalty this afternoon. Enjoy the match, ladies. And reminding you again, the big game is here on LMFM Radio Live, Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock. Don't miss it all. The build-up to it, the match itself, and reaction afterwards. And hopefully, please, God, they're coming home with the cup on their Sunday evening. Now, my artists of the week this week are Bananarama. And I don't know whether I mentioned this to you. It's amazing with all the success. But they've never had a number one hit. No, they haven't. They did have eight songs that made it to the top five in the UK charts. Uh, they had three number fives. That was really saying something. Na, 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 and I want you back. Two number fours, It Ain't What You Do and Shy Boy. And three songs made it to number three. That was the highest place they ever achieved in the singles charts. Uh, that was Robert De Niro we played yesterday. Loving the first degree earlier in the week and help. Nevertheless, 
they've sold 40 million plus around the world and if you spin one of their songs it brings back so many fond memories and don't talk about weddings or occasions with people if you want to get them up on the dance floor put on a banana rama and they'll be out jigging their booties all over the place and what's more the story goes on because they've just released their latest album only last week watch this space today I conclude my week in song with one of those top five banana rama hits and I want you all singing along to this one it's a must Na 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 Mead ladies Bring it home I'm just taking a little poetic licence there With uh, Banana Rama to finish off the week In music and song Anyway we'll have another artist of the week for you next week Of course we're off bank holiday Monday Late lunch back with you Tuesday 1.30 There's a lot of sport happening the weekend David Sheehan knows all about it And he's with us next well done, Grace Finnegan. You're heading to the Castle Blaney Music Festival. Philomena Begley was born in Pomeroy, County Tyrone. That's her county indeed. Enjoy the festival, Grace. It's on this weekend, of course. David Sheaton's our presenter of Sunday Sport. He joins me once again on Friday afternoon. Hello, David. How are you doing, Jerry? Do I win anything for coming on? <laughs> I'm going to thank you when we're finished. Is that okay? <laughs> That will do, thank you. <laughs> anyway, I don't think uh, Castle Blaney is where you'll be this weekend for sure because starting this evening, uh, you have a busy weekend in sport. Let's begin with the FAI Cup, a break from League Fair and Bolton Dock and Drogheda welcoming Midlands clubs from the First Division, the Lower Division, to their home patch. Dundalk Longford this evening, what about that one? Yeah, I think Dundalk will certainly have the tougher of the two games. Um, they're playing against Longford Town, who are in the mix. They're not going to be promoted from the first division unless there's a, a real miracle of run of results for them and a bit of a collapse from Galway and Cork. But they're right in the mix for uh, for the playoffs, as we know they were relegated last season. But they're you know, they're a side who, who can produce a little shock. They beat Galway United there a few weeks ago, 2-0. Now, they were also beaten by Athlone uh, more recently, so they're a little bit up and down. I think they'll give Dundalk... A good game, but I think Dundalk will come through. I mean, we saw some new signings coming through during the week. Runa Hauga, Alfie Lewis, and Robbie McCourt joined them. Uh, Stephen O'Donnell says he's, he'll make an assessment, you know, closer kickoff in terms of whether those guys will be involved tonight. You might see one or two of them on the bench. But, you know, really and truly, let's be honest about this one, Dundalk should come through. But they've tasted plenty of FAI Cup glory in recent times, and they'll be very keen to get back to the Aviva. So I think they should come through that one maybe by uh, two, go- two goals or so to spare for, against Longford. I think Dundalk will do it. Now, many moons ago, you wouldn't remember, Drogheda had a face that loan in the League Cup semi-final at packed United Park. I was there myself doing the commentary on the night and uh, Martin Lawler was the manager. That's not today or yesterday. He fielded a second string and Drogheda lost and within weeks Lawler lost his job because of that. I'm not trying to put the markers on Kevin or Drogheda <laughs> this evening but at loan they'd want to respect them. They would want to respect them, but I mean, like again, let's be realistic about it. Jerry Athlone have won two games all season. They've they've picked up eight points uh, from twenty three games. They're absolutely rock bottom of the first division. They've conceded fifty seven goals. So you know we can't we can't shy away from the fact that Rahara should be winning this game and they should be winning it 
fairly comfortably if they're on their game. We know they lost James Clark during the week, but uh, against a team like Athlone, that shouldn't really be a massive barrier. They'll probably throw in, maybe they might give Lee Stacey a debut tonight. He came in from Longford um, the week before last, so they might try to put him in in between the sticks between, uh, to give Colin McCabe a bit of a break and give Lee Stacey a run out. But whatever way you carve it up, Jerry, you look at the league positions, you look at where Athlone at. They're in it. They're a club, not just on the field, but they seem to be a club in real crisis off the field as well. Mm. Uh, Martin Russell was appointed last November. He left in April after picking up just one point in eight games. So they're in a bit of a tailspin at loan, and it'd be a huge shock if they were to come through this one at loan. I, you'd have to fancy Drogheda to win this one 2 or 3 nil, hopefully, but you know they should have, have far too much for at loan town. Yeah, big disappointment in James Clark leaving the club, I have to say that, among the support. And, uh, well, anyway, that's a question for another day about the future for Drogheda United. Anyway, tonight the championship begins. It's the league below the Premier League for anyone that doesn't know in the UK. And it's often a league I nearly prefer the games in at times. Huddersfield opened the show tonight at home to Burnley. But uh, the big two, City and Liverpool, clash in the uh, Charity Shield at the weekend. The uh, curtain raiser to the new season, which is next week. Who'll win this in a few words? Oh, in a few words, doesn't matter. Yes, <laughs> you're think, right, you're uh, right. Manchester, Manchester City will, will maybe win it. I, I don't think anyone really cares. I, yeah, I think City that's might true. Win, it's, 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 you know, and that's not being, I'm not being flippant about it, but it, it, no, who remembers who won, who wins the championship? Nobody. Jose Mourinho, I think, Nobody. counted it as a trophy one year, but, you know, whoever comes through it, the season is starting next weekend. It's earlier this year, obviously, because of the World Cup. Yes. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it goes in the new signings, obviously, Holland and, and those guys coming in for, for City, Liverpool have made a few big acquisitions of their own, but really and truly, it won't tell us anything about how the season's going to go. Yeah. I'll say City will win just for the sake of argument <laughs> you are so right let's move on because there is something very important this weekend and we want to finish with it today it's the ladies senior mm. football championship final in Croke Park Meath against Kerry Meath going for two in a row Kerry resurgent again after some years in the doldrums we'd have to say it'll be a tight one for sure David I think it will Jerry yeah and I mean like Kerry were beaten were well beaten by Meath in the Division 2 league final last year obviously Meath went on then to go to win the All-Ireland against Dublin uh, much to many people's surprise I suppose if, if you were to look at it uh, from Meath's point of view like they have first hand experience of what can happen to favourites in an All-Ireland final from last year when they were the ones who upset yes. the apple cart so if that, if anything, like they should be well on their guard for this one. I think they will be. Like I think they know is this their fifth All Ireland final in a row. When you think of the in- three intermediate finals as well, it's an incredible record they've had in recent times. But Kerry, as you said, resurgent. Uh, I was down in Tullamore. The Kerry Armagh game was the curtain raiser to the Mead Galway uh, qu- quarter final. Now Mead had a bit of trouble against Armagh earlier in the championship. They just got a draw against them. So Kerry put paid to Armagh's chances. So that will show you know they're they're right in it as well. I think that's that spreading it is two points or something like that. So it's going to be really tight. Uh, Mead have kind of stuttered to this final, Jerry. I think they they produced a good twenty minutes at the start of the second half against Galway. They did likewise against Donegal. Don't think that's going to be good enough for them on Sunday. They're going to need to produce for the whole hour. I think against Carrier for the most part of the hour. Obviously, Carrier would probably have a little spell of dominance there as well. But Mead are going to need to produce a better performance than they've shown in their last two, two matches. I think to get through this one, it's going to be really close. Um, but as I said. Mead know better than anybody what, what can happen if you go into an All-Ireland finalist favourites and you don't uh, maybe take your opponents as seriously as you should or you don't necessarily prepare for them as well as you should, which I think was a suspicion about Dublin last year. They didn't quite expect Mead to, to set up like they did and they got caught out a little bit. I think Mead will be extremely well prepared as they always are. I think it'll be close, but Jerry, you know, how could you back against this team and what they've done the last number of years? Or Lally will be going to Australia, Vicky Wall likewise. It'll be fantastic to see them off with a win. I think Mead will come through. Um, I think it's going to be really close. I suspect it'll be another nerve-wracker. They like to test 
everybody's nerves in the crowd need in the last few matches in the last couple of years. But I think they will do it. It's going to be very tight. I'm really looking forward to it. But yeah, Meads for the two in a row. Oh, well, isn't that just what we're all hoping for? Because we've been talking about it here on the show all week with different uh, people who have uh, connections with the team as well. And the goodwill for them is something else. But you did say something there that somebody said to me, that you have to be careful of this momentum that Kerry have too, that they come into the mm. final with. And you did say that Mead Sutter had it last year against Dublin. Anyway, Sunday it is. And what are we, about 48 hours away from the throw-in or just mm. over yeah. at this stage? It's going to be a great occasion. It's live here on LMFM Radio. You're going along yourself. Yeah, Jerry, I'll be up there. Uh, I'll be I'll be wandering around outside the ground before the game. I try and chat to a few supporters and get a little bit of yes. colour and send it back to base. And then Brendan and Jenny, of course, who else will be on commentary? So uh, hopefully, as I said a little bit earlier on, we'll have some more memorable Brendan Cummins commentary to add to our collection after after oh, Sunday. Please, but, yeah, just God. over forty, just just over forty eight hours away, and in, in about forty eight hours time, we'll all be quite nervous. But let's keep our fingers crossed to get it done because they're just such a fantastic team. And you know, just finally, like with the news, and you spoke to Colm yesterday with the news, Colm works yes. his manager. The ladies have been flying the flag for me in the last year and given everybody in the county, along with the miners as well, we shouldn't forget them, a real boost. Um, so I think this week with the news of columns coming in, the ladies on a high again getting to the final and playing on Sunday. Let's hope that it's a, a continuation of a good news story week for Mead football. Please God it is. David, have a good weekend. Thank you for joining us again on the show. That's David Sheaton there, our presenter of Sunday Sport. That's it. Heading into the bank holiday weekend on your late lunch. Thanks for your company every day. We love to have you with us. Thanks to all our guests who joined us and to our Louise of course Miss Louise Walsh couldn't do this show with her thanks a million Louise and Eddie Caffrey's just ready to go now with the drive stay with us here on LMFM Radio have a lovely weekend stay safe and we'll be back please God Tuesday at 1.30 with your late launch bye LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 087 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 